This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Prison yard in this country, which is everything is tribal, and like anything to do with schools or education is something really the Democrats have to answer for because they control it. I mean, if you look at the Democratic convention, it's like three-quarters of them are teachers. My sister's a teacher. I'm a big defender of teachers. But what's going on in the schools is outrageous, and somebody needs to answer for it. That's Bill Maher. Uh, kind of a... People say, well, he used to be pretty progressive, pretty Democrat. Now you can call him, and people say, well, he's middle of the road or whatever. He calls it like he sees it. Uh, listen, everybody, they have their thing. He'll call out Republicans. He'll call out Democrats, too. And that's why I appreciate it. But he's right. I agree with him on the education. Even here in Missouri, the Senate Education Committee yesterday, there's this Parents' Bill of Rights, uh, which says certain things, a lot of it prohibiting the dangerous teaching of critical race theory. We know at least one local school district paid money to the Pulitzer Project to pay. Hey, how does this work? And what the superintendent of that school district said almost two years ago, no, we're just seeing about it. Why'd you spend taxpayer money paying thousands of dollars for this if you're not going to teach it? It's BS. And the other thing that they're wrong about is, well, critical race theory isn't being taught in schools. They're lying to you. It is. It's just there's no textbook or classroom. And that's what they hide behind and that's what they uh, lie about. But yesterday, this was all along party lines. Senate Democrats are like, no, we're okay with all this stuff being taught in school. We're okay with it. And as a parent, one or two things in this that, is, that specifically for you, Steph, that you're like, yes, this is important. As a parent of school-aged kids here in mid-Missouri. Well, I mean, I think there are some provisions in the Parents' Bill of Rights about transparency, which I which I think is fine. But again, I would go back to when, when we were doing the Holly discussion about like do we always need more government and i think you know the parents bill of rights is fine i think more important are parents local parents paying attention to what's going on in your own school district and getting involved and i think you can have state laws all day long that say you have the right to do this or do that but unless you're paying attention and showing up it doesn't really matter and i think the other bill that they heard yesterday was the senate bill five which is dealing with school transfers and that that would have affected me personally is that and and so it would allow you in certain circumstances to go to a different school in uh other than the one in which you reside and i think for me that would have been you know so some school choice um these types of open enrollment um it, you know if your school district isn't a good fit may, you know not maybe not a private school. Maybe you have another public school option, and I think that would be really beneficial to a lot of folks in Missouri. Another one of, so this is one of the things covered in Jefferson City uh, yesterday. There's some other things regarding initiative petitions. One that I'm really, in, that at first I'm like, whatever, but I'm like, oh yeah, I'm really interested in that when I get to that. Sports gambling, here's what I don't understand. Everybody that I, and I don't do the sports, everybody I know in like in my circle, everybody's sports gambling, and I don't understand why. Illegally. It is illegal. So we have laws against <laughs> it. it. Don't out anybody. It so, will. And, and to the point where you're not supposed to even do the March Madness, those pools. Yeah. I mean, you know, those are, those, are, those are technically illegal. So we have laws on the book, on the books, but we're not enforcing them. Well, now here's the thing. This is a very sensitive <laughs> issue, but here, yes, the answer is okay. yes. Go into any gas station. Here in mid-Missouri, including a couple of towns that I won't mention, right across from police stations, there are slot machines right there. Technically, if you look, and Stephanie may, Stephanie may have a different perspective, I've read what the judge's ruling said in Platte County. 
Those slot machines, the judge says, are illegal. The Highway Patrol believes they are illegal. That's a political mess, by the way. That case is ultimately probably going to end up at the at the Missouri Supreme Court. But Dave Schott says they're illegal, and it's now the companies that run those vending machines say that they are they are legal. The reality is there is a judge in Platt County who ruled they are illegal and violate Missouri gaming laws. And the and the I was at the Capitol when May Sheevy testified. The schools in the lottery, she says, are losing millions and millions of dollars. And to that these was the alleged issue that fueled the filibuster in the Senate. Yeah, wasn't it, it, Brian? it is, and, and that's something Phil Cristovelli told Stephanie and I. He does not want that in the bill. He wants to get a clean sports wagering bill because he said that, that there's no reason to put that in. If they put the if they put the slot machine bill, when he said this at the governor's prayer breakfast, basically it's going to kill the bill. There's ongoing litigation in which I'm involved in pending in Cole County, which I will not comment on at this time. Okay, gotcha. so people, so everybody, <laughs> so people are sports. People are betting on sports. They're getting online the DraftKings and all that. Yes, they are. So is that? If and if this is not in, in, infringing on your lawsuit, like I can get online right now and bet on because we see the commercials all over the place. I can legally do that, or the, is it illegal for me to do that? The lawsuit doesn't involve sports wagering, okay. and so uh, the um, no, it's illegal for you to bet on sports. And so people are like, "Well, I can get online and get mm-hmm. on these websites." Yeah, all illegal. It, you can if you're a Missouri resident, you're not supposed to be betting Correct. on sports. Hmm. There are folks, and it is legal. Uh, Kansas and, and many other states I have. Will legal sports wagering so there are people who live in missouri who can literally get in their car drive five minutes over the state line and and bet um and place bets uh so that's a possibility um and a lot of the and people are saying well how does this work there is very sophisticated software um geofencing type software that that can locate where you are and is supposed to help with compliance in states um and limit the betting to folks in jurisdictions where it is legal but right now uh no sports betting is not legal in missouri and stephanie's absolutely right i didn't realize you were involved i was looking at you more of the perspective of somebody who knows that case obviously because it it, it is complex i want to just point out something one other very important point um brandon to tell you how sensitive this issue is john and i covered it jefferson city and we've gone to the boonville for our christmas party the only reason boonville has that boat is because the voters of jefferson city three times rejected riverboat gambling decades ago decades ago and one of the reasons they rejected is because they they were worried about immorality uh, of the churches were but also about mob influence that was an issue that they raised st louis early 80s the mob was a real real thing marsh let me 1980s yeah the 1980s yeah Oh, yeah. It was... Oh, my God. The underworld. There were car bombings. There were yeah. people getting killed. It was for real. John, yeah. let, me, let me ask you this. What is it... And this is the thing I've never understood. I'm not... I, I go to the casino uh, once a year, and I like to play the slots, and that's, uh, that's about it. But what is... I've never understood why people are against gambling... Is it is it a, is it because it, is it still tied to moral issues in your opinion? For some people, yeah. There's some people who have you know, uh, going back to the Bible kind of issues on it and all that. For other people, maybe they have you know, have gambling addiction in their family. Like you know, there's, there's a lot of people who who don't take part, but for that, it was the. I can say this openly because uh, we reported on it, John and I did, and in, in the nineties. It was primarily the Baptist churches in Jefferson City. They were right. very, very vocal. And a gentleman by the name of Jack West, um, who has since passed away, 
Um, they were worried it was taking money away from people who didn't, who didn't, but it was, it was morals. And also it didn't help that the, we had a speaker of the house of, who was under federal indictment at that time, um, <laughs> involving a, involving a casino. Now I don't believe, I don't believe Griffin ended up going to prison for that. I think it was something else, but he was alleged it was a really complicated thing, but that hurt the gambling issue in Jeff City too. Ed says via tax it evens out. So people leave Missouri to go. They, they leave Missouri and they go bet in Kansas and the people from Kansas are going to be driving over here to buy legalized recreational weed. <laughs> <laughs> go full-fledged. Uh, by the way, this is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. There's Stephanie Bell. Good morning. Uh, Mr. Brian Housewood. That's an interesting, interesting perspective. <laughs> but you don't want to be the state that gets left behind, yeah. right? Whether you're marijuana, which is kind of the argument that you know people have made yeah. about marijuana here and, and I think is the argument made by sports betting. I mean, I think now, are we more than half of the states I, I should know that number, but we're getting on, really close if we're not to on half. Re- recreational weed. No, I, on, on sports on, betting. On sports drink. Phil or, Cristovanelli told, because I was trying to get that. He told us that there's hardly any states left that haven't done I it. I think that's right. I mean, it, it, the shift is kind of like marijuana where it's just happened so quickly. Of course, it took that uh, United States Supreme Court case to kind of open up yeah. sports betting. But since then, it's kind of been, you know, just a domino effect. And, and Missouri doesn't want to be, you know, one of the only states, I don't think, at, at least according to the legislature. I'm thinking it's in the 20s. Yeah. Is what I remember from when we had the the proponents and the opponents in like 21 states have recreational legal i think that might be it but with gaming and with marijuana i don't think you want to be the last state and have people you know leaving your state to go do this in especially especially being in missouri we have are we the one with the most contiguous states I believe so. I think that's right. And so we are especially susceptible to folks just jumping the border to do something different. And you look at the population centers uh, in in St. Louis and Kansas City. Guess what? They both border states where you can uh, do a lot of this stuff. Now, another thing interesting in Jefferson City. This is, I look at it, I'm like, whatever, but I'm, oh, yeah. Uh, direct access to physical therapists. This is something that's been talked about. In order for a person in Missouri to see a physical therapist, they first need to be referred by a physician. A lot of times, sure. But then after, it's like a cold. I wish we could go to a pharmacy and just, hey, listen, I got a cold. Give me some antibiotics and some cough syrup. And I'll give you an extra 10 if you give me the good stuff, by the way. Can't we just- I'm kidding. <laughs> kidding. Uh, but some of these things, like a physical therapist, like if I know, okay, I've had this issue before, I just want to call a physical therapist. For example, I do with piriformis syndrome. I've had shoulder surgery, and over the years, more than once, I've had to go back to physical therapy for the shoulder. I have to go to my doctor. My doctor, then I have to go and wait, and I have to make the appointment and all this, and then I got he's got to schedule me, and then the physical therapist says, oh, you've got problems with your sh-. I know. That's why I'm here. I know this. Would you be on? It'd be interesting to see what Tobler says about this on the Tobler show this afternoon at four o'clock. He happens to be a physician, but I wish some of that stuff would be easier. Like, hey, I got a. Can you just give me some cough medicine? Some of the same arguments I know that the chiropractors have had in Missouri at the yeah. state house from year to year. It's exactly right. But you what, can go see the chiropractor without a referral. You but, just walk, make an appointment, right? But what Brandon is referring to is specifically the um, the. The th- is it the therapist? I want to make sure because there's a couple different bills. I think it's the therapist, and that has been a controversial issue uh, at the Capitol. Um, it, it, it controversial in some circles. By the way, congratulations to Scott Rowland, uh, former Cardinal third baseman. I guess by by position, I didn't know this about third baseman. Uh, least represented position in the Hall of Fame. Scott Rowland played for the St. Louis uh, Cardinals, going 
into the Baseball Hall of Fame. How cool is that? 874-9390. Uh, Brent. Hannah, can you please get this? Uh, thank you. Brett, welcome into the show. What can we do for you? All right. Good morning, everybody. Uh, Stephanie, I got some uh, information for you. Oh, yeah? Yeah. 21 and 504. Okay. 26624. 31,744. Bingo. 36,864. Okay. Well, the first one, pitchers and catchers report for the Cardinals on the first one. Ah. Hey. Oh. Full squad report on the second one. First spring training game on the third one. And March 30th, first home game. March March, so just a little over two months. First home game for the St. Louis Cardinals, who we have a new one. I'll call you back in February to start talking to minutes. And so after I tell you, I'll have to call you (laughs) a few minutes later to to update you. Hey, Brent, let me say, and if you're busy that day, don't worry about calling back in. Hey, but I got to tell you this. Uh, we were talking about you on the show yesterday, like eight thirty-five. We were—I can't remember how we got into the. Oh man, that was just Carrie. about the time I got in the shower. All right, again. The announcers. Oh yeah, we were talking about Chip Carey maybe joining the Cardinals as an announcer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we were talking about you as some guy that will call into the show. Well, we appreciate you checking in. Coming up, we are going to be doing uh, the morning bell business news. Little twist. Only Stephanie Bell can give you. What do you have for us this morning, Steph? Well, I know I I love a good small business, but you know I also fangirl over Amazon, and sometimes I feel guilty about it. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Good morning. It's 827. Time for the Morning Bell Business News. A little twist. Only Stephanie Bell can give you. I love my small local businesses, but sometimes Amazon just makes it so easy and it's it's helpful and in this way i think it is helpful at a time we we heard that they were laying off a bunch of employees yesterday but we also know people are spending more and more and more on everything from groceries to prescriptions and yesterday amazon announced a new product that you can add on to your prime membership so for five dollars a month you can join what is it called rx pass and what they've added is 80 different generic prescriptions or sorry 50 generic prescriptions that treat 80 different kinds of things um and it's basically unlimited so for five dollars a month you can get any of these prescriptions um and they said um currently about 150 million u.s residents have a prescription that would be covered by the rx pass and so for this five dollar monthly fee you can just get it and it covers things like high blood pressure anxiety acid reflux and hair loss I'm, you're saying that I'm going, yeah, 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 Hair loss, yeah, anxiety, yeah. And it wouldn't be, and it wouldn't be five dollars if you have all of those. It would be five dollars combined for, you know, it wouldn't be five dollars for each. It'd be five dollars for all of it. So I think you know, as people are you know spending more you know elsewhere, I think to the extent you could get those mailed to your house, to the extent that you know it's just part of your Prime membership. Amazon is taking over the world, I think. And I think finding ways to get people, you know, what they need for for a reasonable price, I think is is smart. And I and you know, I like it. One of the things and I can't remember if we covered this in the morning bell uh the other day, but there's a guy, Steven Crowder, Candace Owens, if you're familiar with Ben Shapiro, as a matter of fact, Ben Shapiro has a nighttime show on one of our radio stations, the Daily Wire, a lot of folks. I've always said I you know who I would love to see 
debate Ben Shapiro because Ben Shapiro um, met him a couple years ago. He came, he, he came to the Mizzou campus during the unrest at Mizzou in 2015. He was here on the show. We went and watched the thing he did and to see it because you've seen the videos. Uh, people will get up. Usually it's college kids and they want to try to challenge him and he just kind of dismantles whatever their argument is. Uh, he is I have seen I don't think anybody better at debating. A close second would be Gary Nolan yeah. who hosts the Gary Nolan show. How much money would you pay to see Gary Nolan debate Ben Shapiro. Like, I would pay money for that. I don't know how it'd go. I don't know how politically opposed or how politically congruent they are on various issues. I would pay money. Gary Nolan hosts the Gary Nolan Show weekdays here at 9 o'clock. But there's a guy, Stephen Crowder, that I thought you had mentioned in, uh, as it relates to, like, work. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Columbia Public School District, and there's uh, the district says, well, here's our rules, and basically Chuck Basie and his team of attorneys are saying, yeah, well, here's the state rules, and we've heard from people on this radio station, like Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft, saying, well, we believe that the rules of the state would supersede the rules of a local electioneering um, body, Brian Houseworth, manufacturing court. So that's, bottom line on that, there's going to be a uh, trial coming up on Monday, Houseworth in the courtroom yesterday, quick one-minute synopsis on this. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the biggest thing is there were so many lawyers in court, it took a lot of the time of the hearing just to be able to figure out when they could actually have a meeting that would work with all their schedules. That's really what took the longest because they agree on the facts. But just in 20 seconds, basically, Basie believes they violated state law by not accepting his candidate filing. The board counters that he needed to have made an appointment. Judge Jacobs saying in open court he will have a hear he will have a trial on the merits on Monday at one o'clock. He will rule on Monday. He may go into his chambers to look up a statute or something, but he intends to rule. And finally, Brianna Lennon was not in court, but she was represented by County Councilor Dykehouse, who said that Ms. Lennon will obey any order regarding the ballot. So the Boone County clerk wanted to get involved. The reasoning that uh, Brianna wanted to get involved. She wanted a different judge. Kevin Crane had the case. Uh, and, and again, she does not have to give a reason for that. You see it more in the criminal element than you, when I say the criminal cases than you do in a civil case. But she clearly wanted it to go to a different judge. It's gone to Judge Jacobs, and he will handle the case. Now, if she was not in court, but Mr. Dykehouse was, actually, I talked to him outside uh, just to make sure I had his correct uh, spelling. But, yeah, he was there. And if you're, whether you're in the, the, the whatever school district you're, you're in, the whole case, I think is it's interesting. And not just because it's happening here in mid-Missouri, but you have, here's the state election laws, but here's the school board's laws, count, what, whatever it is. It's a fascinating case, I think. It is. It is. And, Brandon, I think there's something else very interesting, and that is the fact that the Secretary of State told you and I on the record we have him on audio saying at Jay Ashcroft that basically CPS cannot overrule or contradict state mm -hmm. statute. And he said he was absolutely confident Brianna Lennon would make the right decision. And right decision to him would was to put Basie on the ballot. She did not do that. She said that she, basically she deferred to uh, CPS. And they're running out of time. God forbid we have snow on Monday. 
because that's something that all these people have trials coming up and they they're trying to figure out how to get the transcript somebody somebody almost may have to get into a car and drive they're going to have to appeal whoever loses will appeal and they're going to have to go to the western district court of appeals so they're trying to figure out that was a discussion what time does the western district court of appeals close on the last day i want to say it's february 6th there's a there's a date by which the ballot has to close so these things are always moving very quickly i have had the lovely pleasure of showing up on the very last day in a circuit court and having to try something the same day and get a decision by 5 p.m. on the very last day. It is not wow. pleasant. Um, and obviously that didn't leave any time to appeal. But the courts of appeals are, are, are very aware of these types of cases and are very good in expediting them um, and have been. But yeah, there's a timing issue. Um, but again, you know, I... I, I I don't think it's an interesting case. I think it's open and shut. I, I really think Basie is on strong ground here. I mean, think about it. It says this is the filing period. Correct. Okay. Nothing says you have to you have to make up your mind two week at the beginning of the filing period. And I'll go back to when I was appointed uh, first on the board of aldermen, and then you know I had there was a filing period for me to run for. Uh, election. And I think I made the decision on the very last day. I was talking to my family. I was talking to my work. I was talking to the radio station. I was I was consulting all of these different options and trying to decide, okay, is this something w- that I want to do? And I think I filed on the very last day. Uh, when we had uh, Representative Basie on the show, he said, you know, it was the Christmas holiday. I talked to my family over the weekend. Yes. So at the time that I decided, it was already past the time that I could have made an appointment. So the statute gives him those days to make to 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 run. And so uh, you know, you should be as a citizen, you should be able to if it says you have until this day, you should be able to decide at four o'clock that day and and go to the go wherever and and sign up. And I think the school board took that right away from him, and I don't think they can do that. And it's one. And sense. that's the other part of what makes this whole story so interesting. If it were that cut and dried, there's some people, i.e., CPS, that doesn't think so but we know why it's because it's chuck basie who sat on the education committee in the house and he has been uh he's, he's been uh very he's been a great ally for parents and taxpayers by the way taxpayers who pay you, you pay we paid our, our property taxes what a month ago uh and did you look at your property taxes and see how much you're going to wherever you are your local school district Eight seven four ninety three ninety. And think about the cost of all those lawyers up there in the front of that courtroom. It was full of uh, the judge. I mean, this is this is costing, and, and it's it's Stephanie's right. It's one sentence, and it basically says you have until shall and have until five p.m. on the final date. I believe it's the fourteenth fourteenth uh, Tuesday before maybe fourteen Tuesdays ahead. But basically, Basie believes he's on strong ground. And that's what I I go to. I think, yeah, it's pretty simple. It's one sentence. State law that says this. uh, And I think, uh, is it Dean Klemke? He was running for school board and he dropped out. He dropped out. Said he wasn't prepared. (laughs) But last ballot we saw, his name was still on there. It was the last ballot we saw. And I think a great thing that Chuck could have done if this doesn't go his way, if it doesn't go the way of the taxpayers and the way of righteousness, by the way, in my opinion, uh, I said Chuck should legally change his name to Dean Klemke. Because his name would be on the ballot. He could legally change his name to that. He could win. Uh, apparently, the, the gentleman, Dean, who dropped out, he, he specifically requested that his name be removed. I think they, they, yeah. they got wind of our idea and thought there was something <laughs> to it. Uh, 874-9390. 874-9390. Greg, welcome into the show. What can we do for you? 
Hey, I was just uh, curious. So is the Columbia Public Schools, are they pushing back on this because Basie's conservative? Or are they pushing back because they just um, save face that they're wrong? I mean, I, you know, I believe that it's, you know, he's conservative. Greg, uh, and, yes and yes. Yes and yes. Yeah. Because Chuck Basie, local state rep, sat on the education committee. He was a vocal advocate for parents. He fought very hard, uh, as did yeah. people like Cherie Tolson Reich, fought very hard on behalf well, of these parents when we learned about all the crap happening in the schools. And yes, he is conservative. Yeah. And yes, Columbia, I said this yesterday, Columbia Public yeah. Schools are like Teflon sometimes. A lot of this stuff, they, man. You know what I they mean? They are bullies. Yep. They are bullies, and so are the left. They are bullies. That's all it is. Yep. Well, hey, have a good hump day. Hey, Greg, thank you. We appreciate you being a part of Wake Up Mid-Missouri here on 93.9 The Eagle and 104.5 News Radio 950 KWOS. Somebody said, they, and we played these comments yesterday, somebody called in the Tobler Show talking about how we uh, we never compliment the school district. Brian Housworth, you seldom see Brian Housworth get uh, upset and passionate about stuff. Brian has done numerous stories that highlight Good. And, and, he said, check the receipts. I yeah, got the receipts. And Go went, to the website and, and, I, ch- and, and, and see all the stories that I've written. And we've gotten so, and a lot of audio, and I've got another one. I'm working on a big feature with Dr. Yearwood, about 150 years of CPS, including President Reagan's visit. And I wasn't upset. It just frustrates me that people don't listen carefully mm-hmm. and before they say something like that, they should be they should be more careful. And I, I know the person probably. Didn't, they, he wasn't being personal, but it just it, it is still frustrating. Right. Yeah. Um, and we have complimented the Columbia Public we School have. District. They're very consistent. Uh, I do think it's humorous that we get a statement uh, out of an abundance of caution. Uh, schools were canceled because of the weather. We're concerned about student safety. Now you're concerned about student safety. Mm-hmm. 874-9390. Marissa, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hi, I just wanted to chime in about the, the whole Chuck and CPS. Um, with I'm a, I'm a parent at CPS, and with my lived experiences with CPS, I truly believe that CPS hates anyone that goes against them. And most of the people yeah. they see against them are conservative voices. Yeah. They don't respect conservative voices. They don't listen to conservative voices. And there is constantly them battling frivolous yeah. lawsuits, wasting our taxpayer mm-hmm. money, and ignoring parents. And like you said, they are very consistent with doing those kind of things. I agree, Marissa. Thank you for the phone call. There was uh, apparently there was a uh, candidate forum last night. And reading the account in the Missourian newspaper, uh, several of the candidates said, uh, for example, the thing with the diversity and inclusion breakfast where public school district, uh, the district took students to an event where uh, the, the jaws for the CPS was apparently on the planning committee for the city knew that there was going to be drag performers there. Understand this is not about drag performers, okay? It was about the communication. Basically, I believe CPS, they're trying to cram that stuff down the throats. But uh, at this forum last night, apparently uh, most of the candidates did say the communication with the school district is absolutely an issue. Uh, And I think they know it. It is. It's just that just don't care. Uh, My take. Roger, welcome into the show. What can we do for you? Brian, good uh, good talk to you this morning. Hey, I'm more of Brian's earlier newscast. He mentioned that the Columbia Public Works was concentrating on bus routes and routes to schools. 
I'm trying to figure out why they're concentrating on routes, routes to schools if the schools are closed. Well, it would, in some cases, they're preschools. Um, in uh, other cases, no. The CPS schools are closed, but not all the parochial schools are closed. Basically, the priority routes just happen to be routes where some of the hospitals are on and schools, too. But CPS is closed. So you did hear it. Uh, you did hear it correctly. And there are slick spots. We had the the uh, semi overturned this morning. Thankfully, that truck driver was not seriously. Or hurt. if we're uh, listen, there's sometimes people think some things about me based on my past. And I have to be OK with it because to an extent, you're right to think that I uh, up until two and a half years ago had an earned reputation uh and usually it's wrong cps has an earned reputation of poor communication so i'm going to bet they probably didn't communicate to the city they were going to be closed and that's why city public works cleared those routes i'm just that's just my summation 874 9390 874 9390 coming up uh Corey, call us back man uh coming up we're going to be doing leftovers some of the things we didn't get a chance to get to during the show today here on wake up mid missouri 939 the eagle and news radio 1045 this is wake up mid missouri with brandon rathert serving a leftovers enjoy i had some things we did not get a chance to get to on the uh show today leftovers we open up our refrigerators and see what we have marsh what do you have in your refrigerator today we have the missouri department of conservation saying a mountain lion was hit by a car monday night this one happened at highway t and old highway 100 which is out by villa ridge which is in the union area the driver was okay but the animal they said seemed injured and stunned and ran off so you more mountain lions. You see the, and I wonder if it's our mountain lion, uh, yeah, our the cougar, sturgeon that, panther, <laughs> the sturgeon panther, uh, panther that was spotted here in Mid Missouri. Uh, no but, indication. Did you see the picture stuff of this thing? It's it's kind of it's huge. It's number one, they're big. saying, uh, and it was laying there in a pool, and I guess the car hit it, and it knocked the lion out for a little bit, and it laid there, and then got up and uh, and took off uh, took off running. What do you have for leftover, Steph? Uh, well, there's this Daily Wire Steven Crowder drama that if you get in an internet rabbit hole, you can, there was a, a video and then a response and then a response video and I don't know where it's going to end up. And here's why I find it. it's interesting because it's kind of one of those workplace things we've been talking about. Non-compete, non-complete uh, pizza is going to be a big thing here in Missouri this year. You go work somewhere and they say, well, you sign a non-compete six months after your separation. You can't work for another like uh, industry. And people are saying it's time for those to, to, to go away. And this is kind of a workplace thing. It's a workplace thing. I guess Crowder was going to leave the blaze and he started talking to the Daily Wire and the Daily Wire sent over a term sheet to him and said, hey, you know, we'd pay you $50 million, which is uh, over four years. But, uh, you know, the provision he had a problem with was, hey, uh, if you get demonetized on any of these platforms, we'll cut your pay a certain amount. You'll be penalized. And he said, well, that's weird. So you mean I can't say anything that YouTube doesn't like? Um, then I'm being censored by the Daily Wire. Basically, you're saying that I'm not going to get paid if... I say something that big tech doesn't like and you're the daily wire you're saying that you know you're fighting big tech and he said well do all of your other 
talents? Does Candace Owens, does Ben, does everyone else sign this contract? Does everyone else agree not to speak out against big tech? And Daily Wire responded and said, no, 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 no. That's not how this works. But they said, we're a business. We rely on viewers. We rely on ads. And if suddenly, you know, if we agree to pay you $50 million and suddenly no one's seeing your show and all of our advertisers drop and we're not making any money, then we can't pay you $50 million. That's just, it's a business thing and you don't know how business works. Um, and he, and there are some different arguments. Daily Wire saying, you know, hey, we, we do this, you know, we say some things on our YouTube channel and then we put some things behind a paywall on a different service that we say a little bit more. Uh, and, and that just. Only fans? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't think there's a Daily Wire OnlyFans. Ben Shapiro's on <laughs> oh, OnlyFans. <gosh. laughs> um, but they said, you know, those are those are kind of the rules of the game. And although we don't like it, that's kind of how we have to play right now. We're doing everything we can to get the message out and to build the conservative movement. But it's weird for conservatives, I think, especially in conservative media, because like, you know, two big players right now are just colliding. And, you know, I think people there's three camps. There are people who are squarely in the Daily Wire camp. There are people who are squarely in the Crowder camp. And there are people who are like, why are you guys fighting about this? Let's all be on the same team. Uh, do you want to be uh, rich? Do you want to be rich and canceled? Or you just want to be canceled? I love Candace Owens' take on uh, on Stephen Crowder. She's talking about specifically here. Rather than being angry, I would like to implore my audience and everybody that isn't paying attention to the situation, not to condemn him, but to pray for him. <laughs> I think that's like, <laughs> bless his heart. I think that's what she's saying. He gave up $50 million, and now he's just angry on YouTube. I don't know what that... I, I mean, she was pretty angry right away, and so were a lot of the Daily Wire people. I don't know. Again, it's been going back and forth and been pretty heated, but maybe Daily Wire is now just taking a step back. So he turned down $50 million to stand on principle and morals. Apparently. I mean, he's not... He's still he's making. 